0: All right, let me draw your attention to verse 1 of Deuteronomy chapter 25. It says, If there be a controversy between men, and they come unto judgment, that the judges may judge them, then they shall justify the righteous and condemn the wicked. And it shall be, if the wicked man be worthy to be beaten, that the judge shall cause him to lie down and to be beaten before his face, according to his fault, by a certain number. Forty stripes he may give him, and not exceed Lest if he should exceed and beat him above these with many stripes, then thy brother should seem vile unto thee. Notice in this passage here, now we don't do this kind of thing, laying stripes on people anymore, and I think we probably should, but at the same time, uh, whenever they did it, you know, uh, if if a crime was committed, if a law was broken, a judge was to determine a punishment, and he would say, you know, they're getting 20 stripes, 30 stripes, but they weren't allowed to go more than 40 stripes. Because he said, If you do, if you go too far, if you beat this guy too much, he's just going to seem vile unto you. And, you know, the whole point of laying stripes on somebody is to reform them. It's not like the stoning. It's not like the death penalty where you're just punishing the crime and you're done with the person. When you're beating somebody, it means you're not done with them. And so we don't want to go too far In our punishment of people, we don't want to be too extreme. We don't want to be too hard, because if we do that, we're going to send a really bad message. We're going to send a bad message to this person. We're going to send a bad message to everyone else that they're just vile. We hate them. We don't love them. So God, what God did is he put a limit on there. And there's a lot of limits that we see in the Bible where God was always kind of limiting things because as sinful man, we tend to go too far, don't we? Isn't it natural for us to just take things too far? So, for example, you know, it's okay for us to be angry as long as we don't sin. But don't we typically go too far with the anger? Isn't that kind of the natural tendency? So what do we do? We put safeguards in our place to keep us from going too far. Whatever it is. That's why when we go on a diet, what are we trying to do? You know, why? what we We put a limit on our calorie intake. Why are we doing that? Because it is natural for us to just eat too much. It's natural. It's natural for us to just go too far. And whatever you do, as you know, Christians and as just as humans, if you don't put some limits on yourself, you're going to end up just naturally going too far. If you are a couple and you're dating, you better put some boundaries. In your dating, as far as, you know, what's going to be going on between you two, because it's going to be natural for you to just go too far and do some things that you shouldn't be doing. It is the natural tendency in many things, in anything that involves sin, for us to just go too far and to go overboard. So, you know, limits are important, standards are important. That's why we have standards. We're just, we, we don't want to go too far. So we're going to draw the line right here, and we're going to say we're not going to pass it. Otherwise, we're going to go overboard, just like people do when it comes to modesty. They keep pushing things too far to where people hardly wear anything these days. So it is a natural thing to go overboard. And what I want to do, I want to talk about why people go overboard on things, because not only do we go overboard on sins, but sometimes even on things that are good. And, you know, when we go overboard on things that are good, it's because of our sin nature. We always take things too any, anything we do bad. It's because of our sin nature. Okay. And it's just high time. We recognize the fact that we're just sinful people and we're naturally going to get things wrong. We're naturally going to take things too far. We are not just naturally going to just obey all the commandments of God and be good Christians. We have to work on it. We've got to put some effort into this. And people do many times in a good and when it comes to good things. They just go too far. And we not, we need to watch out for that. So God in this passage, He put a limit. And there was there for a reason. Man needs limits. And sometimes we get a little overzealous. Cause you know, these people that are beating them, we know, we're going to give them 50 stripes. Cause you know what? Sin matters to me. And this sin's wicked. I think we ought to give them 60 stripes. Okay. That's what the real hardcore people would be doing. And God knew how people are going to get. Some people are going to get a little too overzealous. They're going to get more hardcore than I am. So God said, "Here's a limit: forty stripes, no more." And you know, those same type of people, if they were a judge, everybody's getting forty stripes. You know, it's always going to be forty. You know, for them, but they were forty-one. But uh, and that's just a natural tendency. We're all prone to doing that. And so I think we've all experienced this before, where things just go too far. And so why is it that people go overboard on things? Because, you know, have you ever heard that sermon? that just seemed to be a little over the top. I mean, some of you have probably heard some of my sermons. I think you went a little, little too far on that little rant right there. And you know what? That's probably happened. That's probably happened. You know, have you ever seen the Facebook post that just seemed a little too extreme? It's like, man, I'm glad you hate reprobates, but good night, you know? You know, it's like, you know, these people... I mean, I don't like reprobates either, but you know, I don't want to talk about torturing them and stuff like that. You know, you you're, I think you hate them a little too much. All right. You're making, you, you hate them so much, you're making me nervous. <laughs> and I, I'm not a reprobate. Just going a little too extreme. You know, have you ever just seen someone who just seemed a little too zealous on certain issues? And you know, and you know, God bless zeal, but sometimes it just goes too far. You know, and so I, you know, I'm talking about that person that's just a little too spiritual. You know, that person that's just, you know, those parents are a little too strict. That husband who's just a little too controlling. Hey, that all these things, about we're not supposed to go to the right hand or to the left. We're supposed to keep right there in the middle of the road. And so we all see people every day that seem to just take things too far. And so this sermon, this isn't to help the people who are taking things too far. I'm not preaching at them today, but it's meant to help you because we are all influenced. We all, you know, have peer pressure, and we all tend to imitate what we see and hear. And so there's always people out there that we're going to see just going too far and everything. And I'm not going to stand up here today and tell you, if you all want to know how far you should go on anything, you know, I'm Mr. Balance. I'm sure I've probably gone a little too far on something, and we all do. I have my areas where I probably tend to get a little too zealous, you know, because it's just stuff that I... you know tend to hate, you know, where maybe somebody else, they don't have a problem with that, but maybe you know they're a little overzealous in another area. We all have our areas where we take things too far, where it's a natural tendency for us to take those things too far. And it's based on our personality, our experience, a lot of things. We'll talk about some of that. So we want to make sure that we don't get caught up in extremes and by the influence of people who are just over the top. Because let me tell you, they're out there, they're on YouTube, they're on Facebook, people who they take these hardcore extreme positions and they're doing it to try to influence you they want you to be as crazy as they are on these things and if you're not as crazy as they are they're going to call you a name you're a terrible person and we a lot of times we have that desire to want to be accepted but it's like we know it's like inside you know i really don't think i need to be this mean i you you just feel in your heart i just think this is going a little too far And I think it's important that we understand why people do this, because we all do some of this. And we've got to watch out for it. So let's look at some of these reasons people often go overboard on things and just take things too far. Now Turn over to 1 Kings chapter 12. I think this is a great example of somebody who just took some things a little too far and got himself in trouble as a result of it. In 1st King chapter 12 and verse 9, this is King Rehoboam, the son of Solomon. Now imagine being the son of Solomon, who during Solomon's reign, Israel was at its pinnacle. I mean, Israel has achieved major greatness. Solomon is the wisest man that ever lived. And then guess who gets to fill his shoes? Rehoboam. And so here he is now, the king definitely inferior to his father when it comes to wisdom and he's intimidated you know i I get it and so he has some people that come to him saying hey your father he was a tough king he was hard on us and they were asking him to make the yoke a little bit lighter and you all know the story he gets the advice from the old men and the old men tell him listen to these people Make their yoke lighter. If you do this, they will love you. You'll, you know, your kingdom will be established. This will be a good thing. But then he goes to the younger men, and it says in verse 9, And he said to them, What counsel give ye that we might answer this people who have spoken to me, saying, Make the yoke which thy father did put on us lighter. And the young men that were grown up with him spake unto him, saying, This is these young guys who have no life experience. Okay? These are like these new Christians. They've been saved for two whole years. And no more than any pastor. Okay. We all know these people. Okay. The young guys, all right, and God bless all the young guys here. And I think we got a great group of young guys that are balanced. But you know, it is. It's often the young guys that are just the shockers online, aren't they? That make the most extreme positions, the most extreme stands. I, I promise you, if you did a poll on you know when you should start spanking, how much you should start spanking, how hard you should start spanking. All the, you know, all the extremes are going to come from the younger people with no kids. And the older they get the more kids they have, you know, I think we're going to, you're going to see a, a trend there. Young people tend to take the extreme, alright? You got to love these people. But, uh, look what it says. And the young men that were growing up with them spake unto them, Thus shalt thou speak unto the people that spake unto thee, saying, Thy father made our yoke heavy, but make thou it lighter unto us. Thus shalt thou say unto them. My little finger shall be thicker than my father's loins. And now, whereas my father delayed you with the heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father has chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. I mean, he went hardcore there, didn't he? All right, this was hardcore. I mean, you think Solomon's hardcore? I'll show all you guys I'm way harder core than he was you know he chastised you with whips you're getting the scorpions with me you know why rehoboam did this rehoboam he just he wants attention this is about rehoboam this is not about the kingdom this is not about the people in israel this is not about legitimate needs and a little a legitimate concern that was brought to him rehoboam made this about himself and rehoboam decided this is the time to feature myself all right, you know what? I'm tired of seeing, you know, look, you know, hearing what people are saying about me, comparing me to my dad, talking about how he was so much wiser. You know what? I'm going to show everybody. I'm, you know, I'm tired of hearing everybody talk about all the riches that he brought to the kingdom. I'm going to outdo them. I'm going to work the people harder. We're going to do even more. I've got all these big plans, and I'm going to show these people who's the boss. It was all about Rehoboam. It was not about the people. And you know what? It was He was just trying to feature himself. And let me tell you something. The, many of the people that are out there today just taking things too far, that are just a little too zealous, that are just going a little overboard, they're not thinking about other people. They're not thinking about truth. They're thinking, how can I get attention for myself? How can I get people to notice me? nobody's going to notice me if i'm just normal nobody's going to notice me if i'm just a regular guy if i'm just doing what i should do i've got to be mr extreme i got to be mr crazy i got to just do something to highlight myself and to separate myself from everyone else and so i'm just going to be even more extreme it's and and they i mean they beat the tar out of their people in their churches sometimes pastors that are just vicious to their people it's like wait a minute are you trying to help your people are you trying to help yourself You know, are you putting on this big show of just ripping somebody in your church apart and throwing somebody out of the service? Are you doing this type of thing to help them and to help your church or to get some attention for yourself? You know, and, you know, I I mean, there is a time to throw people out of church, but I'm thankful, you know, our friends, when they do it, they like to turn the cameras off. That's what you should do. You know, there's always the idiot that wants to film it. And if we ever have to throw somebody out in the service, it's not time you whip out your cell phone. That's private time. Okay, we're dealing with business in house. that that would go viral. You know how many hits I get on YouTube at that? Yeah, you get a bunch because there's just a lot of carnal people out there that would love nothing more to see that to see that kind of thing. But how are we helping that person if we feature them that way? Well, I want everybody to know that I'm a strong leader too. You know, I saw on a YouTube comment that somebody said, Pastor Tommy is a softie and has a bleeding heart and is just too nice to everybody. Well, I'll show them. You know, next time somebody in church says anything, I'm going to throw them out right in the service. I'm going to make sure the cameras are on it. I'm going to yell louder. I'm going to cuss harder. I'm going to be, I mean, I'm going to just, I'm going to be, wait, and nobody will say that about me anymore. Who am I helping when I do that? I'm helping me. Okay, that's about attention for myself. And a lot of these goofballs out there that are making all these extreme, taking these extreme positions and saying these extreme things, they are trying to feature themselves. Hey, I'm just getting lost in the shuffle of just all the other thousands of Baptist churches in the United States. I need to do something to make myself stand out. And so they do something crazy. They do something extreme. People like this, you need to understand their positions are not core convictions with them. Okay? Rehoboam's decision, this wasn't a core decision. This is what he's listening to the young loudmouths telling him, and he's thinking, this will advance me. And a lot of people, too, who take these extreme positions, they do often live by it, you know, that are real strict. You know, it's amazing all these people who don't have TVs that, I mean, I I know people who don't have TVs, and the only reason I know they don't have TVs is because literally every time I see them and talk to them, they tell me they don't have a TV. Have you ever known? I know people like that. I can't talk to them without them telling me they don't have a TV. Hey, congratulations. But here's the thing. If, If something is a core conviction with you, you don't have to tell everybody about it. You just do it. Because it doesn't matter what other people think. It doesn't matter what other people say. You know, you're not going to be sitting in your house as a father. And, you know, if you're actually a strong leader and you know you're right and you know you're doing the right thing, you're not worried about. The only thing you're worried about is what your family thinks. That's the they're the people you're leading. And then you don't have to go and make sure. And even if everyone else is doing something different, you don't have to go and try to intimidate these people into doing what you do. So you don't feel alone in your family because you're able to tell them, hey, it doesn't matter what everybody else does. This is the McMurtry household. This is what we do in our house. Who cares what everybody else does? But you know what the coward does? You know who the person who's just the mouth does? You know, they got to go out on Facebook. And, you know, if you have a TV in your house, I doubt you're even saved. That's what they have to do. They come up with these extremes. You know, like and share this post. Or you're a reprobate. You know, that's the kind of thing that they do. Because... They're trying to intimidate. And if it was a core belief with them, it wouldn't matter what everybody else said. They would just do it. And so they're doing it. They're living by it. But it's a part of the show for them, too. Sometimes people will take these extreme positions because this is the way I can stand out in the crowd. You know, I'll make my wife dress like Caroline Ingalls. And then I can be featured as the most hardcore preacher on dress standards for the women, of course. You know, I can dress regular because I don't want to get looked at in public. But, you know, my wife and daughters, they're going to, you know, stand. stick out like a sore thumb. That's what, and, and they live by that. Why? Because they want to be able to talk about it and they want to be able to feature themselves. This is how I can stand out from everybody else. But you know what? You're taking it a little too far. Okay? I, I'm 100% for dress standards, but you don't need to go that far. And when you do that, kind, of, a lot of these people are doing these things. Don't get intimidated by them. Don't think you got to compete with these people. It's not a core belief of them. They're trying to get attention, and if you try to compete with them, you know what they're just going to do? Well, fine. I'll, you know, I'll see your dress standards, and I'll raise you another decade, you know, or I'll raise you another century. You know, I'm going to make my wife dress like Martha Washington or something. You know, somebody from the 1700s. I, you know, you, you can always keep going that way. You can always keep on, and before you know it, you're going back to, my wife dresses like Mary, and then, you know, if you go as far back as Eve, then it's going the wrong direction again. (laughs) But at the same time, you know, we can always get in these competitions. At the end of the day, this stuff's not real. So when you see this type of thing, you know what? You just, it's, just don't let it, don't let it influence you. Don't let these people influence you. They're mouths, all right? They're on Facebook, they make a ton of noise, but they do not represent the vast majority of the IFB world, they do not represent even the vast majority of their churches many times. They don't they don't represent anything. They are representing themselves, trying to feature themselves. They are about attention. And so the best thing you can do to people that are just hungry for attention is to ignore them. Ignore them. They can't handle that. I tell you, it's amazing. You know, I hate to be cruel, but I have tortured many people through doing nothing. And ignoring. And it's a great, it's a great thing to do. And it is, it's fun having the power to just make people crazy by doing nothing. And I, it's, I probably shouldn't enjoy it, but it's my sin nature. You know, I can't help it. But it's better than doing often what I feel like doing that would probably hurt me too. And probably give these people what they want. You know, these narcissists that like to, and one of the hallmarks of the narcissist, they try to provoke you to attack them so they can turn around and act like the victim, and then attack you some more. So it's just best to ignore these people. That's all you got to do. So something uh, you, know, you need to understand is that the influence for balance and sanity, it's often in the still, small voice that's being drowned out by the loudmouths. You're looking for the truth. It's not always the one making the most noise. It's that quiet, steady individual that doesn't get a whole lot of attention. But here's the thing. Nobody pays attention to the moderates on anything. Nobody, nobody pays attention to moderates. They don't get the attention. You know, it's, always, it's the extreme positions. It's the extreme behavior that gets the attention. That's why we have the goofballs in office that we have today. You know, you've got President Trump that's got an extreme personality, you know, that says extreme things. And people love that. They love the shock value of it. You know, and then you've got Biden, on the other hand. Who says extremely stupid stuff, you know, extremely senile, and that's entertaining too. And we all can't wait to see the debates, you know. And I'm telling you, if, if Biden gets COVID, and he probably will, you know, so he avoids. I, I'm telling you, I'm I'm done. 2020 has taken so many things away from America, and if they take away those this debate, these debates, I, I I'm done, and I'm done. I won't be able to handle anymore. We they must allow us this taking away sports, everything, give us the debates, please. But anyway, but extreme positions, extreme behavior, get attention. So the first thing, these people just want attention. The second thing about these people you need to understand is they often do not have any clue what they are doing, and therefore they are overcompensating. In Proverbs 27 in verse 14 it says he that blesseth his friend with a loud voice rising early in the morning, it shall be counted a curse unto him. Okay, and that you know that is a little confusing, but I think what it's doing, when you're just when in the morning this guy is making a whole lot of noise about what somebody's done before they've even had a chance to do anything. This person is a flatterer, okay, it's just going to be counted a curse to him. That's the same person that's going to be turning around and just stabbing you in the back and trashing you later. The first ones to praise you will be the first ones to attack you. The first ones leaving the over-the-top comments about how great I am on YouTube are the ones leaving the over-the-top comments about how horrible I am later. On there, the people who often send the nicest notes are the ones that send the hate mail later. It's just the way it is, you know. And and when you, when you are when you're praising me before I've even done anything, I'm thinking, what are you trying to get from me? And but here's the thing about flatterers, you know, flatterers. The reason they say such nice things but are just over the top is because it's not sincere and it's not real. So they don't know how far to take it. They don't know how smart you're supposed to be, how nice you're supposed to be, how wonderful you're supposed to be. They don't know how to articulate it because they don't really mean it. It's fake. So they say things. That are just super over the top. You know what they're doing? They're just kind of missing the mark. See, if I'm, if I'm talking about you, if I'm talking about Brother Hugo and I'm sincere and I mean what I'm saying, I will, I'm going to be very likely to hit the mark when I'm talking about his virtues. But if I'm trying to deceive him and to make him think that I like him and that I'm a nice guy and I start talking about him, I'm going to probably start saying stuff that's just not accurate. It's just a little over the top. And he's going to be listening like, you know, I'm not that great. Um, and I've listened to people before talk about me, and it's like, you know, I mean, I, I think I'm okay, but it's like, it's not, it's not that great. Um, all right? I, I, know, I know my limits, all right? You start talking about how great my hair is. You know, you lost me right there. I saw myself in Casey's today and the security camera from the back above me, and it was pretty depressing. It was very depressing when I saw that. And so if you're telling me how great my hair looks today, you know, I'm sorry I don't trust you. I got you down in my book. You're a flatterer. You're a phony. I know better than that. It, you know, and but that flatterer, they don't uh they, they just don't have the humility to admit that they just don't know something. They're trying to hide the fact that they're evil. It says in Proverbs twenty eight, twenty three, He that rebuketh a man afterwards shall find more favor than he that flattereth with the tongue. That 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 flatterer We all end up hating them because they always turn out to be phony. But that person that rebukes us, that tells us the truth, they're the one we end up loving. Because even though it was hard listening to that, it was a lot easier listening to the flatterer than it was the person rebuking us. But the person rebuking me helped me. They straightened me out. They corrected me. They got me on the right path. They love me. They care about me. They're real. But that flatterer? We all figure that out. We all figure them out eventually. Everybody's going to find that out, and the reason they miss the mark is because what they're saying is just not real. And so understand a lot of these people that are just over the top, they're overcompensating. I want people to think I'm a nice person. So their niceness goes too far. Their compliments go too far because they don't have the ability to get hit the mark because it's just not real. It's fake, and so that person that's always just so extreme, I'm telling you many times, not all the time, but many times, it's just because they have no idea what they're doing. You know, I don't know how to interpret the Bible, but they can't admit that. They can't admit I don't know how to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. So when people are always asking these questions, you know, how should I handle this person in my family? Oh, you know, you know, that, you know, thinks that my cousin is not a reprobate that's a homo. You know, then you always get the first people that are going to speak up are the young guys. You should cast that person out of your family. You should never talk to them again. You know, and they always have the most extreme positions. You know, when it comes to how they treat their wives, I mean, some of these people practically promote abuse, and it's usually divorced people too. My wife was just talking about one where, where the guy was just going to these crazy extremes about, you know, how to treat a wife. He doesn't have any concept of giving honors under the weaker vessel. I mean, saying things that were just flat out promoting abuse. And this guy is a known railer, a proven railer, a proven idiot. And he's saying these extreme things. She's telling me about that. And this guy's divorced. Now, what, what makes anybody think this guy would know what he's talking about when it comes to a relationship? But yet, here he is. What's he doing? He's taking the most extreme position he can because he's trying to convince people He's hardcore, he's new IFB, he's the real deal, and that's why he's constantly, he's constantly railing on other good pastors. He does not know how to say things that are accurate because he's fake. That's how all these flatters are, that's how these railers are. They're fake, they can't hit the mark. They can't give an accurate evaluation of anything, but a lot of times... You know, these people, they're the ones making all the noise. They're the ones that we see on Facebook. They're the ones saying stuff, doing all the posts. And if we're not careful, we're going to watch this kind of stuff, and we're going to think, you know, this is how I'm supposed to be. This is the kind of position that I'm supposed to have. No, it's not. These people have no idea what they're doing. And you know what? Most people are afraid to correct them. Most people are afraid to correct the railers. I'm not. And that's why I'm not real popular with these people right now. I, and that's why, you know, they continue to rail on me because I'm not afraid to call it out. I think it's wicked. Did you know railing's wicked even if you're in the new IFB? It, it is. Railing. Did you know railing's wicked even if you're railing on bad people? It's bad all the time. And it's like, you know what? I'm not really interested. If, if I correct somebody for railing, it's not because I'm I just care about the horrible person they're railing on. It's because I care about them. And they shouldn't be doing that. Okay, so if you go out there and you're railing on a politician and I call you out for it, it's not that I'm defending the politician. I'm trying to help you because you are sinning. You are I don't care about that politician. They're not my problem. But you know, you go you go to our church, you're my friend, you know, you're you're a brother. Of course, I'm going to say something about that. And I'm tired of these punks that are always telling me, you know, it seems like you hate the new IFV, Pastor Tommy. If I hated you, I would support your railing. If I hated you, I would just try to butter you up and tell you what you want to hear so you won't rail on me. Okay? But that's what I would do. If, you know, But when, since I care about you, I'm going to say this stuff, even if it's not popular, even if it's going to hurt your little feelings. And, you know, y'all are going to start coming after me. That's what I'm going to do. But I want to help these people. But they do. They take it too far. And it's because they're phony. And they need to be called out for it. These people are, you know, the reason many people automatically go to the most hardcore position on every issue is because they're not really hardcore at all. They're trying to hide that fact. See, they don't want to look like the compromising liberal. Well, I don't want to look like that. These people, they're not following the still small voice. They're following the loudest voice in the room. And these people, they're often just fake. They want to do right. Many many of these people, understand many of these punks that are out there running their mouths, going to extremes. A lot of these people want to do right, but they don't know how. They haven't been in this thing very long. They haven't been saved that long. A lot of these people aren't even in a good church. Their church is online. And they tend to just mainly follow the clickbait stuff and, you know, wherever the action's at, whoever's saying the most extreme thing, whatever message they're listening to that day, it's whichever one has reprobate in the title. You know, there's gonna be one church that's got it in there somewhere. You know, somebody's getting thrown into hell, somebody's getting reprobated every week, and that's what they listen to all the time. And they're trying to fit in, but they don't know how. And they don't have the wisdom to just shut up until they learn. They, they think that spirituality and the way to show they're a strong Christian is by acting like many times the pastors who maybe are taking a, you know, strong stand that's even right, but they don't know how to do it. They don't know how to apply these things. They heard a pastor call someone a reprobate that teaches, you know, X, Y, and Z. Well, they found one that maybe taught Y, and so therefore, well, they're a reprobate too, and they often get it wrong. And it's just there, there's so many things you got to factor in, and they just don't know how to do it. So they're just calling everyone a reprobate. If they are not new IFB in their mind, they're reprobate. And even if they're you know new IFB but in bad standing, they're a reprobate. Because it's like they feel like, i just got to take the most extreme position, otherwise I'm going to out myself. And under, they, what these people don't realize is they're outing themselves by taking these extreme positions. They're showing people like me and anyone with an ounce of wisdom what these people really are. That's exactly what they're doing. And so just don't listen to these people. Just don't listen to them. Do not let them influence you. Don't try to impress them. Oh, you know, I like this guy. Don't, no, don't try to impress people like that. Don't try to impress the people going to the extremes. This is fake. It's not real. And they do. A lot of them want to do right, but they just don't know how. They don't know what they're doing. They they spank their kids way too hard because they don't know how to spank, and they're not they're not willing to get help. You know they they're terrible to their wives because they don't know how to be good to their wives. They treat people like garbage because they don't know how to treat people. They've never actually seen it done. They didn't grow up in a Christian home. They they're not in a good church where they're around people that actually love each other and that are filled with the Holy Spirit. They're just seeing extreme things in the online world, and they just. They don't know what they're doing. They go too far. But if you're not careful, you know, these people, though, often get a lot of attention. If you want some attention, too, you're going to be tempted to start kind of following them and being like them. Don't do that. Do not do that. Follow that still small voice. Follow that leading of the Holy Spirit. He's going to lead you into all the truth. And so but here's another thing, too. You got to understand about people who take extreme positions. Sometimes it's just their personality. Turn over to Second Kings chapter ten and verse fifteen. You know, do you know we're not all the same? We don't all act the same. We don't none of us have the same experiences in life. We all have different likes and dislikes. I mean, everything about us has to do with me, thirty nine years of experiences and things that I've gone through, things that I've dealt with, and that has developed, how I feel about things, how I react to certain things and it's different for everyone in here we're just not all the same and there are things that are matter to me very much and that are very important to me and they're not going to be that important to you and you know that's okay not everybody i don't think everybody needs to be as hardcore uh, you know against the masks as i am you don't have to do that now th- some of you in here are more hardcore than me brother Lonnie. all right you know so, some of you are really hardcore on that right, you know and, and you know what? That's fine. You know, I mean, yeah, my wife's probably more hardcore than I am on that, on that whole thing. And, you know, and some of you aren't as hardcore. My, my, da- my own daughter, she just doesn't want to deal with it. Anywhere she goes, she just puts on a mask. You know, what's wrong with her? You know, <laughs> doesn't she realize, you know, our freedom is in, the, is in the balance. And if we just let these monsters think that they can just walk all over us without even passing a law, what are they going to do next? You know, and she just puts on that mask. You know, now, but you know why she does it? Cause that's just her personality. She takes after my mom. My mom hates confrontation, and she's the same way. She doesn't want to fight with the Walmart worker, but some some of us do. <laughs> you know, some of us like bring it. You know, I need a red coat to shoot at, and you know, since we're not fighting an actual war, you know, I need a Walmart worker telling me to put on my mask. And you know, and that's just me though. Hey, okay? that is me that has to do with my experiences. And you know, I, and it's it's amazing how many just scared punks that have just gotten offended by me, this whole thing, because, you know, it's like, hey, listen, I'm not like you punks. OK, I get it. Your position is you don't give a rip. You don't care. You don't want to fight it. But That doesn't mean I can't let me have my fun. Let me have my fight. Let me take my poke at somebody. All right. You know, let me have this. Hey, uh, you know, I'm not going to get on to you for just being scared. Okay, and maybe, and you know what, you might not be scared. Maybe they just don't care. Maybe somebody likes wearing masks. You know, if you're a lady, I mean, doesn't that save you a lot of makeup work right there? I mean, I, I don't know, you know, but at, at the same time, you know, we're all different. Okay, can we just, can we figure that out? Can we accept the fact that we're all different? Can we accept the fact that not all pastors are the same? That we all have different personalities, we have different ways we do things, and that's okay. Man, if if people get a hold of that truth right there, we might just have unity in the IFB world. A lot of people can't figure that out. You know why? Because they're insecure in their position. Because it's not real with them. And they don't know how to figure out what to do, and they just typically like to do what everybody else is doing. But when people are doing different things, these people are confused because they have nothing, you know, there's nothing guiding them. You know, but understand some people's way of doing things it's based on their personality. Now, Jehu, and uh, we don't have time to look at everything about his life, but just let me only point out a few things. 2 Kings 10.15 says, When he was departed thence, he lighted unto Jehonadab, the son of Rechab, coming to meet him. And he saluted him and said to him, Is thine heart right? Is my heart is with thy heart? And Jehonadab answered, It is. If it be, give me thine hand. And he gave him his hand, and he took him up into the chariot, and he said, Come with me, and see my zeal for the Lord. So they made him ride on his chariot. And when he came to Samaria, he slew all that remained on Ahab in Samaria, till he had destroyed him according to the saying of the Lord, which he spake, uh, spake to Elijah. And Jehu gathered all the people together and said to them, Ahab served Baal little, but Jehu shall serve him much. Now we're not going to read this whole story, but I hear people, they really like to bring this passage up. I mean, this is like a new IFB favorite. Come and see with my zeal for the Lord. And you know, you know, it's a great verse and everything, but if I may give you my opinion here, I think Jehu went a little too far in this story because you all know what he did. What did he do? He gets up and he says, Hey, I'm, I'm serving Baal. He said, we're going to have A celebration for Baal. If you don't come, we're going to kill you. And then everybody who came, they killed. And you say, well, that was good, right? Well, let me ask you this. What if I got up in church tonight and I said, you know what, folks? I've been doing some studying. Uh, I was listening to Tyler Baker preaching and I realized that (laughs) we are we were wrong on the Trinity. And you know what? Uh. I agree with them. I do. I think teaching the Trinity the way we do is us basically teaching that God the Father was a coward for sending his son instead of sending himself. And I have written an apology letter to Tyler Baker in the name of Liberty Baptist Church. And if you don't sign this letter, you're kicked out of the church. And then you all basically sign this letter saying Tyler Baker's right. You know, we're oneness now. And then. After you all, everybody who's, you know, and some of you would probably get up and leave, but some of you might sign the letter. And I'm like, all right, all of you that signed the letter, you're kicked out of the church. (laughs) Would that be right for me to do that? is, Is that really how things ought to be done? But you know what I could do? I could make a biblical precedent. Hey, come and see my zeal for the Lord. I'll show you how zealous I am when it comes to this matter. And then I get up and I lie to you and I say, I'm not oneness. If you're not oneness, you're kicking you out of the church. And then, you know, I don't think that's the way we ought to do things. The Bible's just telling us what happened right here. And I think Jehu's method here, it's a cool story, but I don't know if it's necessarily a practice that we should be following. But it's what Jehu did, and you know what? I just believe it was his personality. Jehu, when we read about him, he's just kind of an extreme guy. Look what it says about him in chapter 9, in verse 20. It says, And the watchman told, saying... He came even unto them, and cometh not again. And the driving is like the driving of Jehu, the son of Nimshai, for he driveth furiously. Okay. Jehu's just a crazy guy. Even when he's driving his chariot, he does it like a maniac. Okay. And when he's dealing with his people, he's just kind of a maniac. That was just who he was. Okay. That's not me. I'm not like that. Okay. And some of our pastor friends we have... They are. Some of them have some pretty extreme personalities, but it's who they are. Okay, and you know, you have guys like Pastor Anderson that you know has some notable characteristics that he's known for. But you know, I've been around him enough to know that's just who he is. Hey, okay? he's he's a pretty you know he he kind of wears me out talking to him sometimes. He's just moves so much. He's energetic, and it's just it's just how he is. It's his personality. You're probably not going to see me jump up on the pulpit anytime soon. I might one of these days. I might, but, you know, when he, when he did it, it wasn't that off-putting to me because, well, you know, that, that's Pastor Anderson. But if I did it, it would probably be me pretending to be him. Oh, I, I want to make sure everybody understands I'm as hardcore as he is, too, so, you know, I might not even make it. So I'm not going to try. But, but the thing is, you know, you have people out there that try to imitate. And they are not him. And, you know, and it's great for us to be influenced by people and learn from people and and pick things up from. But when we're just imitating, you realize we're being fake. We're we're just we're pretending. We're not supposed to be that way. We're supposed to be real. When I'm up here behind the pulpit, I should be real. I should be coming off as me because I'm Tommy Murtry. I, you know, God put me through the things that he's put me through and has given me the personality He's given me for a reason and I need to use it. And a lot of people are just different. And, you know, some people in some certain areas are really extreme on some things. It's just who they are. It's their personality. And so, you know what? When they get that way, if they are more extreme than you on a position, you know what? Let them have that. If some guy out there, maybe he was molested by a pedophile and he hates pedophiles just a little more than you do. You know what? Let him. He's gone through things that made him that way but you know if you've never had anything done to you and you don't even know anybody anything's been done to you're probably not going to have as much hate in your heart towards those people and you don't have to pretend it's there you know i think some people out there are pretending when it comes to how much they hate homos i think it's just it doesn't seem real to me and you know and bless your heart you know you know, I, if you don't hate them, you know, I hope Lord helps. You know, you have a real perfect, you know, hatred like you should. But if it's just not there right now, don't act like it is. Because these are the ones that just go a little too far. These are the ones that say things that are just a little too extreme. And it's because they're pretending. And so, yes, you maybe don't as much as somebody else. But just it's because you're a different person. You haven't seen what they've seen. So don't pretend you have. And people just need to understand that and get that down. Not everyone is wired exactly the same. And so, uh, be who you are. Don't go imitating other people. Don't be afraid to be the person God made you to be. And some people are just passionate about certain areas. Let them be that way. You know, they've gone through things and so that's how they feel. And just, and respect that. Understand that. And, you know, just show some compassion and say, "Well, you know what? You know, God bless you, man. I hope I hope you can succeed in making it through all of 2020 without putting a mask on ever." But I'm sorry, you know, you know, I've I've failed, you know. I've <laughs> I've failed several times and um, you know, I'm not as extreme, but you know what? If you come to me and you're like, "I haven't put on one mask and they're going to have to kill me to get one on me." You know what? You know, God bless you. I hope you make it. I, I do. I hope you make it through the whole thing without them putting a mask on you. I really do. I'm, I'm cheering for you, and I'm not going to give them preach a sermon about you, know, you just being too extreme and you know, and then twisting Romans 13 and stuff to try to get you to put the mask on because you're convicting me. Because I've, I, I, I I've been in places before. I was in Menards one time and I had a mask, and I saw a guy in there that didn't have a mask on. I'm like, am I letting that guy be braver than me? I got convicted. Okay? <laughs> that convicted my heart. It might not you, but it did me because <laughs> I run my mouth about that stuff a lot. I'm like, I'm going to let that guy outdo me, you know, and I'm sure he got yelled at eventually. But, you know, <laughs> that's what I that's what I told myself anyway to make me feel better. But anyway, last thing real quick, throw over to Luke chapter nine, verse 51, the lat here's here's another thing you got to understand about people's extreme positions. They take sometimes, sometimes their position is self-serving. Sometimes it's in their interest, you know, in a carnal way, to be extreme on that position. Luke 9:51. "...and it came to pass when the time was come that he should be received up, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers before his face, and they went and entered into the village of the Samaritans to make ready for him, and they did not receive him, because his face as though he would go to Jerusalem..." And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, wilt thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, even as Elias did? Now, why did they bring Elijah up? Because we're going to prove, you know, they got to prove, hey, this isn't just us saying this. I mean, we're just we're like Elijah. We got a biblical precedent, Lord. I found a verse in the Bible that said what I needed it to say. So because but at the end of the day, you know why they acted this way? Is this the first place they went to where they weren't received? Absolutely not. Why did they all of a sudden care so much about whether or not these people received Jesus? You know why they cared so much? Because they were Samaritans. And the Jews didn't like the Samaritans. So they were looking for an opportunity to call a fire down on these people. When it was a village of the Jews, you know, let's take it easy on those people. And isn't it amazing the double standards people have? The people who are so extreme... When it comes to people making mistakes, qualifications of a bishop, I mean, just anything that we see people just condemning everyone for, how they will be so extreme with the person that is not in their camp, but when it's somebody in their camp, they're the most gracious person in the world. And now they're taking a grace to an extreme position. Why these extreme positions all of a sudden? Because they're self-serving in this situation. In this situation, it benefits me to be hardcore. And let me tell you, there's times, you know, that I like the idea of Elijah and killing all the prophets of Baal. And you know, and if you do, okay, I don't think we should go killing false prophets today. I don't think that. And if somebody went and murdered a false prophet, I'm not going to celebrate that person. I'm not going to praise that. Okay, I, I, that's not how it should be done. A lot of the junk going on in our country right now, attacking churches, even bad churches, is not how it's supposed to be done. Okay? The way churches should get shut down is revival should come to these areas and people should reject that teaching. And it ended. Like, churches should shut down the way that Jehovah's Witnesses shut down out here. Everybody got sick of them. And they just fell apart. And they dissolved that's the way it should go away not from our local leaders saying you know we don't like them we're shutting them down that's not the way it should go away that's not the way it should be done and so i'm not going you know i'm not going to celebrate that but at the same time it's amazing how when it's in our interest we are we're just all extreme and we're hardcore on how much power the government should have let them shut out all these people down but when they want to stop us from doing what we want to do higher powers god obey god rather than men it's, we're, it, we're very self-serving. We're all anti-government when they're going after our crowd, but when they're going after the enemies, we're all big for the big government now. Isn't that interesting? How can we keep going to such major extremes, you know, like this? It's fake. It's not real. It's self-serving. It would It would help us greatly if our local leaders shut down every church in this town except ours. Wouldn't that, be, wouldn't that help our church out if there was nowhere else for anybody to go but our church? Aren't we the best church in town? Of course we're the best church in town. If there's a better one, we go there. All right? I hope you all think that. That would benefit us greatly. You know, we're trying to capitalize on the fact right now that so many churches are still shut down. We're hoping these people start coming to our church. That's you know that we're, That's what we're doing right now. But... I would be against our local leadership doing that because that's not how it gets done. That's not the right way. That is not their place. It is not their place to fight our spiritual battles that we're fighting. And that would not help us. That would not be good for us. God would not be pleased with that. And you know what? I would not support that. I would not support that. But you know, I could be all extreme right there. And you know what? I think they ought to kill the false prophets. And that's what they did in the Old Testament. You know, but... Oh, so, okay, so we want in our, you know, Republican form of government in the United States with the wicked leaders we have, them deciding who the false prophets are instead of, you know, a nation founded on Old Testament principles with the Levitical priesthood, with biblical judges. You know, there's so many things missing. We all like to pick and choose what we want to serve our interest. Okay, so understand these extreme positions that people are taking, you know, I mean, bless their heart, bless their loud mouths, bless their, you know, extreme craziness. I hope they get a ton of clicks on YouTube. I hope you get a whole bunch of attention. You know, if that's what you're shooting for, but you know what? Don't think that you all need to follow that because I see it for what it really is. And many times it's just people, they're being self-serving. And we just need to call it what it is and see it for what it is. Some people have an agenda, and they know how to use the Scriptures to their advantage. And and so I could. If our local leadership went and started killing all the other pastors in town, remember Elijah, he killed the 450 prophets of Baal. I mean, bring it on. Why can't we be like Elijah? Well, whenever the disciples tried being like Elijah, you know what Jesus told them? He turned unto them and rebuked them. They use Bible. They use biblical precedent. Jesus rebuked them. You know why? Because they were wrong in how they used it. Just because somebody has a verse doesn't mean they're using it right, folks. Yeah, but he had like 10 verses. Doesn't mean he used them right. Okay, it's called rightly dividing in the biblical sense, not the dispensational sense. It's actual rightly dividing. But he returned to rebuke them and said, Ye know not what manner of spirit you're of. we the spirit of Elijah. No, you're not. You can say that all you want. Say it loud. Say it proud. Beat your chest. You're not of Elijah. You don't have the spirit of Elijah. Jesus said, for the Son of Man is come not to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. Abel, yeah, what about all those lives you destroyed in the Old Testament? You obviously do not know how to apply the Bible. You don't understand what's going on. And, I'm, and folks, I'm sorry... I do not believe God wants us killing false prophets today. We're not, I would not support our government killing false prophets. I, I, I would be against that. That is not what God wants. You say, but you're, you're saying that Old Testament law is wrong. I say that Old Testament law is perfect, but you don't just get, pick one and throw all the other ones out. And until we get the right form of government established, I don't think we ought to be even trying that. We're going to get it wrong. We're going to be the first ones they take out. And I can't wait till, and eventually we'll have that form of government. But it's when Jesus is here. And then, and then we can actually get it right. Then it will actually be possible to do it. But unfortunately, you know, people are missing the mark on these things, and you need to understand what you're seeing. And yes, the extreme positions, they will always get the attention. They will always, those people will always make the most noise but let's see it for what it really is. So with that, let's pray to you. Lord, we thank you so much for all your blessings. We thank you for your word and the help and the guidance that it gives us. And I pray to you, God, you'll help each one here to learn to follow that still small voice uh, that speaks to them, to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, not just the loudest voice in the room. I pray you'll help us to have a balanced approach in life. I pray you'll help us to be gracious towards others and just understand some people are different than us and not try to just make everyone exactly who we are. In your name we pray. Amen. Let